Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the
a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. <laughs> you do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name, you want to declare it. Your name, your name, your name is. Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Oh, God, almighty God. Almighty Lord, you're a good God. You're a great God. Thank you, Lord. Hope everyone can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. Amen. Thank you, Sister Shalom. Praise you, mighty Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua. We thank God for the opportunity to be here with my brother Tony to share God's word. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to let my brother Tony say hello. Yeah. Hello. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And I apologize, my brother Miguel. Uh, I want everyone to keep my brother Miguel in prayer. He, he's been coming out of a cold where he lost his voice, and he's getting better now. But he's not able to be here tonight, but he'll, he says God willing will be back. He'll be here with us next Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He let me know today. And thank you. Thank, thank God for my brother Miguel. He's a blessing, and the Lord will keep him in prayer for him to get uh, recovered from the cold he said he went through when he lost his voice. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. For God, God who's in control of everything, hallelujah, has uh, given me a word, a message, a revelation which I pray for, and I waited, and he, he, he finally showed me this that I asked him to. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. To prepare us, to keep us in alert, alert and, and with our eyes open and not asleep for the things that are going on in the world, my brother and sister. 
Thank you, Lord. And, and we are so grateful. We're going to share the, the revelation the Lord's given us for tonight. I believe it's very powerful, and it's going to bless many of God's people's life as they are seeking for guidance, direction from the Lord. The Lord is so good to us. He's so merciful that he wants to guide us. He wants to lead us to walk through us, his word, as the word of God says to my brother and sister. And we want to know in which way to turn with the Lord's guidance, my brother and sister. It is so dangerous out there. My brother and sister, I, I can see so much dangerous. The Lord has shown me so much dangerous in the world today. More than ever, there should be more of our consecrated together, congregated together here on the Lord's Tower as we see how bad the world is getting, how hot the earth is getting. But as the earth is getting hot, uh, my brother and sister, the wickedness is increasing so much on the earth that it's blinding people to the truth. And if they're not careful, they're not going to make it to the three days of darkness, as the Lord showed me last week. We are living in such a dangerous, dangerous time that if we're not in repentance, if we're not sincerely confessing our sin to the Lord, we can be staying behind with the rest of them. I don't want to stay behind. I know my brother Tony don't want to stay behind either because the consequence of not listening to the Lord, not getting ready for what is coming, it, it is so great. The, 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 this way, the narrow way, is so narrow that people are getting out of it. And they're going into the wider way. And it's so dangerous right now to be doing so. Because all this judgment that is coming, if we are caught in disobedience, my brother and sister, it is extremely dangerous. Amen. I want to begin tonight, my brother and sister, in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I believe it's so powerful and so deep, and it's so meaningful in the last days, because we're in the last days before the coming of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that every, that the very God, it's going to take God, it's going to take God to help us through it. The very God of peace, Sanctify you holy. This is the work of God. And it's going to take God to make us ready. Keep us ready. Help us to endure and help us to persevere. There's no other way. My brother and sister, the very God of peace. Sanctify you holy completely. By his own spirit, I mean. I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body. Be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look how we are supposed to be when the Lord returns. My brother insisted. Body, soul, and spirit blameless. What is the other word for blameless, brother Tony? Uh, <clears throat> blameless is sort of like. Kind of like spotless, right? Like a, like a robe that is spotless. Other words? Yeah. Holy. Uh, oh, for uh, holy, complete, right? Uh, yeah, holy, complete, which is, like I said, uh, sanctify holy, which is 
complete, you know, or uh, pure. It, it is such a time as this, as it was revealed to Esther the queen, that you and I have been born for, that we cannot take for granted. Because a day that went by before this time, where they given to us, now there are few days ahead of us before the coming of the Lord. And whether we are ready or not, the Lord is coming. Whether we are ready or not, there are three days, there's judgment and three days a judgment coming, my brother and my sister. And we want to be ready, as the Lord says to me. Jesus was standing in front of me when he says to me, less than two weeks ago, will they make it through this and show me the three days of darkness? And I saw how difficult it was because you have to be holy. You have to be blameless. As the book of 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, read it for me, Brother Tony. Yeah. <clears throat> and the very God of peace, <clears throat> and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your, your, that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Shalom, Brother Miguel. It's so important. It's so necessary. My brother insisted. I didn't know today how important it was for the Lord to have me come on and deliver this message. Because he's given me a message. He's given me a revelation. Which he's let me know is very important early in prayer. Very important to him. That I come on tonight and share this revelation. It, we are, we've been born for such a time like this, like Esther. Esther was born to preserve the nation from being destroyed. You and I have been born for this time to preserve God's people also from being destroyed. It's whether they repent. The word is repent or they will perish. My brother and sister, that is the word, repent, or they will perish. We are living in such a dangerous time, my brother and sister, that a lot of people, because they are sleeping, they cannot see the dangers of this time. But it's very, very dangerous this time we're in, my brother and sister, that cannot be taken for granted. This time we're living, this time we're in, it's so dangerous that if we take it for granted, we are still my end. Hallelujah. Staying behind. My brother and sisters, it's not the will of God that anyone will perish. The word of God is very clear. God doesn't want anyone to perish. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. But that we may be saved through what Jesus has done on the cross. God has sent his own uh, son to the cross, my brother and sister. The Bible said that he called not, uh, I came not to call righteous, but sinners to repentance, Jesus said. Hallelujah. Because the righteous, the one that, that said were righteous, the Pharisees and scribes, they justified themselves. But by calling sinner, sinner came and confessed 
my brothers and sisters, their sins, and they got an opportunity to be in faith of what Jesus will do on the cross. Luke 13, 3, I tell you nay, but unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Jesus was speaking to all of them, not just a few, all of them, including his disciples. Unless you repent, you shall likewise perish. That is the word for tonight. Unless people repent, unless they turn to the Lord with all their heart and sincere repenting, my brother insisted, they will perish. We're living in a very, very dangerous time. My brother and my sister. I got two, two dreams the Lord's given me to share, two revelations, which the Lord said is important that I share. It's going to be recorded, and it's important I share. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to wait a few until my brothers and sisters log in and read a few more verses. Hallelujah. I tell you nay, but unless you repent, you shall like white perish. That's also Luke 13, 5. Hallelujah. Uh, Luke 15, 7, and I said unto you, like what more joy should be in heaven over one sinner that repented, that over a, a 99 judged person who need no repentance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sinner, we are sinners, I don't in this world. We will sin. Hallelujah. But repenting has been given to us as a gift. To repent in the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Luke fifteen ten. Likewise, I said unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. This is what gives heaven joy. This is what gives the angels in heaven joy when we turn to God, when we know we have sinned, because we will sin. And we turn and we repent, my brother and my sister. This is what he wants from us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. It's important. Hallelujah. He even used us as a repent, repent in a way of forgiving. Because it says in Luke 17, 3, Take heed of yourself. If thy brother trespasses against thee, other translation says, sin against you. Rebuke him. Rebuke him. Another, I believe, said, reprehend him. But if he repent, if he says, I'm sorry, forgive him. Jesus says, forgive him. What is the attitude of gratitude for what God has done in our lives? That when someone says, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, we say, okay, I forgive you. Forgive them. It's about forgiveness. The kingdom of God is forgiving. God forgive us in Christ. And we forgive other people the same. When we when when we have offended them or they have offended us. Then he used an example in Luke seventeen four. That and if he had trespassed against him seven seven times in a day. Seven times in a day. That's a lot. And seven times, and they turn again to the to you, 
saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. My brothers and sisters. And seven represents perfection, completion. You know, when you when you God forgives you, you forgive other people, you come to the completion of God. The work of God in you is being finished. When you are at a level where you can forgive people, as you are being forgiven by God, the work of God is being hallelujah finished in your life because that's exactly what Jesus did. You come into the maturity of Christ to where God wants you to be. Forgiving and forgive. My brothers, that's a maturity in Christ. That's why he says the number seven. Forgive them seven times. A maturity in Christ that God wants each and one of us to come to. Where it's no more should I forgive this person. But it will come out of you naturally in the Lord. I'll forgive you. You don't think about it twice. You don't think about the offense anymore. You say, I forgive you. It's what, it's what Christ will do. I love to have a moment. What would Jesus do? Yeah. What would Jesus do? It's, and if we are that level, at that seven level, forgive and forgiven. Because every time you come to God at any time, nine, morning, afternoon, and you say, God, forgive me. You can be laying down. You can be sitting. You can get on your knees. You can get on your belly, however you want to do it. And you say, God, forgive me. God says in heaven, I forgive you, my son. I forgive you, my daughter. He'll forgive you when you said, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. He'll forgive you. And he throws it in the bottom of the sea. He won't remember your sin anymore. He won't remember your sin anymore. The devil will remember and bring it to your mind, but God will not remember it. Don't listen to the devil. He's reminding you of your past mistake, of your past life, how you made that mistake, that other mistake. Forget, forget about what the devil is accusing you of. Remember, God has forgiven you. God don't remember that anymore about you. God sees you as a child in Christ now. Of his. Hallelujah. This is why we need to know the word of God more than anything else. I'm surprised that people know South Opera and different things. Hollywood movie. You know, instead of knowing the word very well, they know everything else except God's word. You need to know God's word. It is the blueprint of God for our lives. God put a map God gave us a map on how to get to heaven. And it's the Bible. God gave us his blueprint. This is how you get to heaven. Follow the blueprint. Follow the map. His word. And you will get to heaven through his word. Lie to our feet as a word in this darkened world. My brother and sister. The word is Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life. We will get to heaven through Christ. In Christ. But we must know him. How the word says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's not the knowledge of this world that God wants you to have. It's the knowledge of heaven. What is the knowledge of heaven? His word revealed to your life. Christ revealed to you the hope of glory, Christ in you. 
That's what we need. That's what that's what's gonna get us to heaven. My brother and sister. With without so much burden of this life. The burden of the life is the worry of this life. What are you worried for every day? If you if it's all about Christ in your mind and your life, you will have peace in this walk. But if it's in the well, you will have worry and concern. My brother and sister. Let's cast all our burden to him who will take care of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What do you say, Brother Tony? Yeah. Thank he's you, God. Uh, he's, uh, he, he, you know, we can only have peace in him and the Lord. Amen. You know, you're right. It's, it's, it's a word. It's, it's a light unto our feet. You know, a lamp, you know, on our path. Thank you know, he, you cannot, we cannot, we cannot fail whenever we're walking in the word you know the word is, is is what he has given us and he himself said it the word purifies us and and much more you know the word is a spirit and life and uh, that's what we need you know we're flesh and uh, you know the word is a spirit and life and that's what we need you know as long as we're here and and it's it's true um christ you know is the, the hope of glory and we look to him you know and He's he's our all. He's our all in all, and thank you, Lord. And uh, he's yeah, he's he's guiding us thank in this path and helping us and getting us up whenever we fall and and uh, lifting us up. You know, he's good. Thank you know, Lord. the Lord is good. Like you said the other day, you know, he's Christ is the heart of the Father and praying for us, interceding for us, and you know, and uh, thank you, Lord. He's good. He is good, and he's leading us. Leading us every day, you know, strengthening us. Just as His Word says in Psalms, you know, the Lord is the strength of my heart. He's the strength of my life. You know, David understood that very well. We must be in that. Get to that point, like David, you know, understanding He's our strength. You know, He's our He's our shield, our protection. You know, He's our He's our Lord, and and uh, we must persevere. You know, and He is good. The Lord is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. He loves us so much, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. He's such a great God. I, I shared a dream with Brother Tony last week about a plane. That I was in this plane going like to the Caribbean, it seemed to me. And we were the plane was coming down, but it was coming down, straight down, head down. And I'm I'm in my seat, and, and I felt so uncomfortable. I knew I could not get out of my seat. The plane is going down. In my mind, I'm thinking this plane is going to crash, you know, and you hope it's not going to crash in the land, that it will crash in the sea, so maybe you have a chance to, to swim out of it, you know. If the plane crashes and breaks, maybe you can, through the crack of the plane, you can come out swimming or something, but then you don't want it to go too much down in the sea over 100 feet down because that's very hard to swim out of the sea to swim out of that i swim up from 30 feet down below one time in a revelation of the lord and it was so difficult this is when the when the eastern tsunami covered new jersey and the lord was trying to get it to me to my head to bring that message to god's people and warn them that this is real that what is about to come in the northeast tsunami judgment that is coming to Florida all the way to Boston, Massachusetts. 
is going to be terrible. Nothing to be in play with. And the Lord took me there in person, put me in the middle of the water, the future. And I was 30 feet below water. And I was swimming up. And I was running out of air. Right when I got to the top, my brother insisted. Oh, it was so difficult. It was so painful. Hallelujah. I, I, and for a minute, I thought I was not going to make it. But with God, all things are possible. And I was able to swim from down there. 30 feet below about. Swimming up, my brother insisted. Where we didn't. I was like, you know, in the revelation, he usually takes me in the spirit. But this time, he takes me in the body, my brother and sister. And this is why Paul cannot describe when he was taken to heaven, whether it was in the body or in the spirit. Because sometimes he'll take you in the body, but some other time he takes you in the spirit. You know, but when you take you in the body, it's not the same. Then in the spirit, in the spirit, you have all these flexibility to move quickly here and there. But in the body, you got this limitation in the body. But the Lord is still with you no matter what, whether in the body or in or out of the body with presence with the Lord, the Bible says, right? So thank you, Lord. And I'm swimming and I'm getting out of there, my brother and sister. I said, wow, wow. New Jersey, we're boy, about 50 to, no, it was more. It was way more because New York was way more underwater, my brother and sister. Buildings and houses right underwater. Hallelujah. Some buildings that were very high, all I could see was the top of the building underwater. And that eastern tsunami that is coming to the United States, my brother and sister. And I know the judgments are real. God had confirmed them to me three or four times and confirming to other people. They are real. They are coming. This is why God wants this nation and repentance lately. Not sleeping as they are now. Because it's a great danger right now in the United States. People don't realize they are asleep in regard to what the Lord is saying. My brother and my sister, they are asleep. The Lord wanted again to show me the consequence of the COVID-19 by seeing. There is a great consequence, as you showed me yesterday morning, for taking this by seeing. That a lot of people have not realized and not taken serious. Many are asleep, and many are still taken up by sin, and many are still ending up in hell. There's a serious consequence for the by sin. I thought I preached enough about the by sin. I thought I did. But the Lord can still see from his throne how many people in the United States and the world are taking this dangerous by sin. And many that have not taken it yet don't realize how dangerous it is because they are so asleep that many are going to walk to the doctor, the pharmacist, and take it and are going to regret it for the rest of their lives. They're going to say, I'm sorry to God in hell. And it's not the same to pray in hell than to pray on the earth. Believe me, I tell you, I saw brothers and sisters last week in hell that had taken up by sin, and they wish they never taken it. They wish they never listened to the authority, to the government, to anyone, because they know now they've been deceived. They've been deceived through that by sin by their own government, 
And they regretted every second in hell because those demons like to mistreat people. In hell, they're not in the worst torment. But they don't have, they cannot order pizza anymore. They don't have water to drink. They cannot take a shower anymore like they used to. My brother and sister. They cannot take a bus drive or a drive to the park anymore like they used to. Or go to the lake for a day like they used to. They cannot do those things no more. Every day is hell. And horrible things they see. And horrible things they experience. It was so dramatic to me seeing these brothers and sisters in the condition I saw them that the Lord has to minister to me, taking me out of that place. But he wanted me to be right there next to them and see, see their condition. See how horrible it is for them that they that heard in the, from the Lord's hour, from the Lord's mouth, through this program, not to take this by seeing, they mocked the message, they mocked the messenger, they mocked the word of God, and there's a consequence for that. The word of God is clear, God will not be mocked. Whatever man saw, so he will reap. My brother and sister, God is not to be mocked, my brother and sister. I was not playing around in 21 or 22 or 20 when I began to tell people these things in 2019. I believe I've been very serious about this. And if for some reason some people took it as a joke, I am sorry. Because someone's life, someone's soul going to hell is not a joke. It's nothing to be in play with. I'm going to see my Savior face to face. Very soon, my brothers and sisters, and I don't want him to be in a, given account for anyone's life. I love him, and I know he loves me very much. I want to spend my eternity with the Lord. I want to be able. I want to be able to look to His eyes, His beautiful face, and know that I did His work to the best of my ability. That I didn't withhold anything back from telling the people what he showed me, what he had revealed to me, and what he had told me himself. My brother and sister, this is life and death. Since 2013, 2012, we've been saying this on this program. This is life and death. There is a fight for every single life. My brother and sister. The Lord has been taking me to hell for over one now, 13, 14 years. And I have said, I don't want to go back there anymore. But if the Lord wants to bring me there to show me anything else, amen. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brother and my sister, it's very difficult to be in there. Because you see people that you have spoken to who did not believe who mock you or message, who even call you a liar and say, I'm not going to listen to this guy and turn down the computer, the cell phone, and said, I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. And then they are now and they regret it every second of not listening because of the torment they found in themselves. They get to see Satan every day face to face now and those horrible demons mocking them laughing at them 
how they, they deceived them. Because all they wanted was to enjoy this world. And the Bible warns us about this world and the things of this world that are not of God, the Bible says. My brother and sister, what was that verse we were talking about earlier? About the, this world. That in, in Spanish it says darkness, but in, when we looked it up in English it says the world. And we were wondering, why does it say the world instead of saying, like in Spanish, the darkness? Yeah, it said, uh, Thank you, Lord. The children of this world are wiser than the children of light. But the, of this life. Uh, the children of light, is that like light? Okay. Yeah. Light, okay. Yeah. The children of this world are wiser than the, than the children of the uh, light. Yeah. So in, in Spanish, it says it the other way. The children of darkness are wiser than the children of, uh, what's the word? Uh, light. Light? Yeah. Okay. Of light. Okay. Yeah. It's like the children of heaven, the church. Yeah. Yeah. The church. So, you know, it's because of what they do, you know, with the wickedness and the things they develop and the technology they develop, the children of darkness, they develop all these devices like iPhones and all these other phones, my brother and sister, of the kingdom. Thank you, brother Neil. Yeah, I believe also said the children of the kingdom. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The children... Thank you, Jesus. Which we were we were talking about this, and we were wondering why this is saying the way it says it. Amen. But everything has its purpose, and it's, I believe it's the translation of the word. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's in Luke 16, 8. And the Lord commanded the unjust tour because he had done wisely for the children of this world. Children of this world are in this generation wiser than the children of light. And, and in Spanish actually says the children of darkness. But then we were, we were talking about why does in English say the children of this world and in Spanish says the children of darkness. You know, that that really means the same. Because we were talking about the translation. That it really means the same, but Tony was saying that basically it is. Yeah, I, I saw it like that, you know, because it's specifically saying, you know, children of this world, which, you know, there's nothing good in the world. Amen. You know. And there's a verse that talks about the world. What does it say? The world and the desire. Yeah, passes away, but he does. He does. He that does the will of God remains forever. Yeah, amen. Yeah, that's it. And it's talking about the world that passes. It says it passes away. Yeah. Okay, I believe that's in James, right? I believe so. Passes away, so it doesn't remain. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. But the him that does the will of God remains forever. Okay, so I've been praying to the Lord. I'm going to go into the revelation now. I've been praying to the Lord to reveal me more about COVID-19. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and the Lord, the way he took me was, he took me 
to where they, they were developing the vaccine in that federal building. He took me inside back then. Remember, we talked about that revelation the Lord gave these people back in 88, 89, about what they, they had to buy since then, since the 80, okay? And so what the Lord did, he took me back to show me. And he took me, can you cover the bird? They're making a lot of noise. He, he took me, my brother and sisters, uh, to where they have like, like a, uh, I would say like a fish tank, but this was round glass, okay? And what they were depositing in that tank there, in that demon blood tank, it was a demon blood tank, okay, that glows in the dark, okay? And they were depositing the DNA like a lion, snake, bear, my brother and sister, and these different animals, lepers, all these different animal DNA were being deposited into this demonic blood. And the DNA, as it was being placed in that, in that back thing into the blood of the fallen angel blood, the DNA began to mutate. It began to take a mutation form. And inside of the blood, as the DNA was, was mutating, and like to these little monsters, Okay, and I'm looking there, I'm standing there looking at the tank, and I'm seeing the DNA in the tank mutating and mutating, and they left it long enough to take several mutations in the blood of fallen angel, my brother and sister. So then, so they can take it and put it in the vaccine, put it, put, set it at a certain temperature, so the mutation will go to sleep in the vaccine. And, will, and the mutation will not be seen practically is what they've done. So when they, when they, when they, this is why I remember that they, they were asking doctors online and Dr. Fossey and them how, because of the temperature that the vaccine needed to be transported in, in the fridge, was so much different than what we had in the past. They needed to make new buildings new fridge, completely new fridge, in order to put this bison in there and be transported to trucks, plane, whatever, however they were going to transport it with, because they used different methods to transport it, my brother and sister. But as they put them in those temperature, what they were practically doing was putting these little monsters that they created in the lab and they're falling in your blood to sleep, Okay. And the, you notice something that as the blood, the blood under the lilac blue, as they kept going swimming around, it was getting more clear and more clear, but they were still transforming. The transformation power was in the blood, okay, for the, for the, for the DNA of those animals that they placed in there, my brother insisted. And I saw when they were, like, doing a testing on the men, okay, they took the men to a, to a special place that they have, that they knew. And to me, the place looked like they took it down to this place below the earth, like, close to hell. It was a place way far below, below the earth, like a place close to hell, where they took this man, my brother and sister, 
Thank you, Lord. The Lord's reminding me that the, what, what I saw the man is, he was being taken to, in the, like when the three days of darkness comes, okay? The same effect. So as they injected him, I noticed that in a few seconds he turned into a snake. And I didn't know about the snake. I never talked about the snake here on the Lord's Hour. Because I didn't know about the transformation, about that effect. I didn't know that they pushed DNA or snake into the fallen in your blood. I didn't know. This is the first time I learned about this. Another thing I learned that I did not know that I had not shared on the Lord's Hour. This is all new to me, my brother and sister. Was there was two sisters. One went and got vaccinated. My brother and sister. And the two sisters... As they came close, the Lord, now the Lord moved me close to the three days of darkness, or the three days of darkness, okay? And now I'm in the three days of darkness, and I can see, we were like in the first day. All of a sudden, after she, she, one of the sisters been vaccinated, the other one was not. The sister that was vaccinated, she told her sister, stay here, and began to run ahead of her. And she said, my sister, where are you going? And she said, leave me alone. Do not follow me. And it was like a lake upon and from where she went and jumped into it, my brother and sister. I heard what her sister said, my sister, my sister. And we all ran to see. She turned into a grizzly bear. Very ferocious grizzly bear in the water. She jumped into the water because when she felt the effect about her changing, she didn't want to kill her sister. So to her, the best thing she could do is to try to, to uh, save her sister was to jump into the lake, almost out of her neck, but still change into the grizzly bear. And there she was, a grizzly bear, looking around. Now, here's the other thing that I understand from all this. By placing the DNA in the fallen angel blood, my brother and sister, and I believe they also place human blood in it to give the DNA. Once the person turned that they will vaccinate, a strong desire for blood, especially human blood, my brother and sister. And to me, it was shocking, 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 that I seen that after they begin to transform, they immediately after they transform into werewolf. Bees and all that, they immediately go after human beings to eat, to, to those that are not vaccinated, to bite them, to eat them, because they're hungry for blood. They get a strong appetite for blood, thirst for blood, for flesh. They just want to eat humans. And it's because all that, they did it in that lab for all humanity. Remember when Will Smith was talking about depopulation on television and those elite meetings? Because they talked about that there's too many humans on the earth and very few resources. Tell them, Sister Regina. Very few resources. So by turning people into beasts, then they can send a sniper to take them out because they're beasts, a killer. And this, this is how they can reduce human population. In my thinking, in my own calculation now, seeing what the Lord has shown me and seeing what they do later on, because later on in the Great Tribulation, I see the army going out with tanks. 
shooting of these beasts, shooting of these people. I remember a guy they were shooting on, it looks like he was a beast, and they waited until the moment he, turned, he changed back to human, because they, they're not a beast all day long. They're a beast early in the morning, let's say to 12, 12.30. At 12.30 in the afternoon, they're only a beast for, for two more hours, they got more, to turn into a beast for an hour and a half. Then they turn again. And they would, they would try to kill them before they turn back into beasts because it was very difficult for them to fight the beast. Even though they had tanks and really good weapons, they were having a difficult time taking them out, my brother and sister. So, hallelujah, I know this minister, and I, I have to say this because I have to say everything the Lord has shown me. My brother and sister, take everything into prayer with the Lord. Ask the Lord to reveal you more. I'm giving you basic. The Lord will give you a lot more than this because this goes deeper. This goes deeper. As some people have already seen in dreams. This minister that contacted me said he'd been praying for the vaccinated to be healed from, from the effect of the vaccine. As I respected him, I didn't say that you cannot do that because I didn't know that from the Lord. Right away, everything's been after prayer, fasting and prayer. My brother and sister, the Lord given us, because he's our teacher, he's a rabbi. He's the one that revealed to us the things that are in the earth that are to come. My brother and sister. And the Lord showed me this pastor with a few of his congregation that have been vaccinated, that he had prayed for them and told them that they've been healed from the Lord from the effect of the vaccine. And this is what the Lord showed me. They began to call him a liar. They began to insult him later on. Oh, you fake, you liar. You told us we were healed from this. What happened? How come we're not? How come we could not go home in the rapture? How come we could not be taken home? You told us we could because you prayed for us and you said that God healed us from the effect of the by seeing. And they were insulting. They got on his pulpit. These people were going to punch him and beat on him. My brother insisted. I was stunned because I got great respect for this man of God. But I was stunned as the Lord had me there watching the whole situation. As they were insulting him, I was still calling him liar, that he had deceived them. My brother insisted because he told them that he could pray off the, the, the effect of the by seeing and that they will be whole again. But the Lord showed me no. Because when God spoke to me about the Bicene, Father said that whoever takes the Bicene will not be part of his kingdom. And the only way the Lord showed me is people praying for God to enter being, to enter see for, the, like the sister the Lord showed me, she was a flying, stalking beast, flying bird, meat-eating bird, carnival. And her sister was praying for her for seven years. And the Lord changed her sister back at the end of the great, seven-year great tribulation after she prayed those seven years for her. My brother and sister, I saw when Jesus turned her back. The Lord can destroy the work of the devil. But it's not as simple as some people think. Because there is a consequence for sin. My brother and sister, there's a verse where the apostle Paul says, 
that it turned that wicked one to the to, to the devil, so his 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 soul will be saved. Yeah. Remember that where that is? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. There was a man sinning in the church, and the apostle Paul has to rebuke them, not for the sister, because the apostle John says that there are sins I don't recommend you pray for. That's another verse, brother Tony. Okay, that I don't tell you to pray for. God will forgive every sin, but there are sins. That the Apostle John, very close to the Lord, said, okay, that I will, have, will not have you pray for. Because some sin, like the COVID-19 by sin, bring great consequence. Because God has said it very clear. Very, very clear. And again, he's helping me talk, this, talk about this tonight. He reminded me early in prayer. He spoke to me early in prayer. Because I have said, Lord, this dream, I said to Brother Tony, I'm going to ask for more confirmation. In the moment, I was in prayer, and I was praying for people. And I, and I remember to, to pray about the dream. He immediately spoke to me about the dream. Hallelujah. Teractatil. I can't pronounce that word. Mm-hmm. What, what those flying birds are called? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're from the past. Pterodactyls. Pterodactyl, yeah, mm-hmm. pterodactyls. Amen. Very be, uh, vicious in destroying be, uh They can fly and they can stalk you from the air. And I don't know how, because well, they've been doing a lot of so much research on, on these. Um, Millions of years ago, dinosaurs, because that's a type of dinosaur. But they say there are some birds that have the DNA of them following the lineage. This is why all this computer development that they have in the last day, biology, have really, really increased. And they have said, scientists have said, they have found dinosaurs' DNA in certain animals, in alligator and different animals. Okay, are these dead long time ago, billions of years they've been dead. And they are finding DNA of them with this all new uh, technology. And that, that's not good because then what, what are they use it for? We now we know they've been putting it under by scene to get people to change like them. And this is horrible because the consequence of that, but again, it's the consequence of sin and disobedience. There's nothing more than that, my brothers and sisters. Nothing, and so this is why I believe the Lord attributes. You, you able to find the verse, brother? Yeah. Uh, is it the one and the first one you said? Mm-hmm. It says, uh, "Delivered such a one unto Satan for the for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus." Amen. There, there we go, and that's the consequence of of those type of sin. Uh, what is the other one where John says that he will not have you pray for those? Uh, that's First John 5:16. Uh, if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. 
Amen. Now, the question is, with Brother Antonio now, we're talking about this verse. Because it's a very profound verse. And the question is, when the Apostle John says that I will not have you pray for, the question is, is that his opinion or that is the Lord? And to me, it's the Lord. But since there's so many of us here, what do you think in the chat room? It's first, that's, that's what it is, First uh, John 5, 16? Yeah. Okay. And is that the apostle opinion, or that is the Lord? I believe it's the Lord. Let's see what other people think. Because, you know, the, in some verse of the apostle Paul says it was his opinion, right? Yes. But he lets you know it was his opinion. But here, the apostle John doesn't say his opinion. But he does say that I would not have you pray, right? Yeah, it says, uh, there is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. The only part there is that he says, I, mm -hmm. yeah. I will not say. Which it makes it sound like his opinion. But again, he's under the influence of the Lord. Right. So he's speaking, you know, because remember, the word of God, we've been told that the word of God, and it's true, has been inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, right? Yeah. So he's being inspired here by the Holy Spirit of God. So what he's saying that may sound like his opinion is the Lord saying. Okay? But I want to check with my brothers and sisters in the chat room, you know, because it, it's, you know, in the group, a counselor, you know, uh, you, you, will, you will get so much wisdom sharing it. God will, will give. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he should ask and he should give him life. This is you interceding for someone, okay, which we doubt we do, yeah. okay? But for those whose sin is not unto death, there is sin unto death. I do not say that he should pray about it. Okay? Let, let's hear what people in the chat room, what their opinion will be in regard to this. My brothers and sisters. Because this is, this is very interesting here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. I write in, uh, uh, these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, verse, he said, verse 13 says, why is he writing it? He's writing it, I'm sorry. And, and that, that's, see, we have, we have to come together in this matter. These things I have written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life, that ye may believe in the name of the Lord, the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Okay? Now, the word anything, I don't think it's like the word everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you think, my brothers and sisters? Anything, everything? Because, see, that pastor assumed that 
he can pray off the effect of the vaccine. But then the Lord showed me that later on, the people that he thought that he set free from the effect of the vaccine are not set free. They cannot go home in the rapture. Because they believe if they, they were set free, they believe they could go home, but they cannot. See? So everything doesn't mean anything. I mean, anything doesn't, doesn't mean everything. Anything according to his will. But it doesn't mean everything. You know, so it's, it's specific is what I'm saying. It's very specific. And we know that he hears us, whatever we ask. We know that we have the petition that we desire of him. And then they go, if any man see his brother uh, sin, which is not unto this. And John, oh, thank you, Lord. John is very specific now. He's very specific. Which sin that it was not unto this. He's being specific. If you read the verse back again, and any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death. He's being specific here. Because he's talking about a sin that is not unto death. Implying or telling us that there are sin unto death, like he said, that I will not have you pray. So, again, my brother and sister, we're on the same page here. I believe that, you know, what the Lord is saying to us here is, these people that are sinning, sin unto death, and we know that the sin, how do we know that the sin unto death? Because their souls are ending up in hell. So those are sin unto death, right? Hell is the kingdom of death. So they're ending up in the kingdom of death. Hell. Those are sin unto death, right? Because it's leading them to death. Yeah. To the kingdom of death. And then John said that I will not have you pray. But this man of God believed that he could. Okay? This is why we need to be careful ourselves. Take the word before the brothers and sisters. Take it in prayer before the Lord. Take it before the brothers and sisters. Because this helps us understand. Okay? It's a sin unto death to take the Bukhara and by sin. And the consequence of it is that this, this sin, says John, that I do not say that you should pray about it. How many people had asked me if we can pray about it? John said that he would not have you pray about it. But the question is, the question is, the question is, okay, if it's unto death, hallelujah. So, again, we need to keep praying and we need to keep asking the Lord. But I believe this verse here is very clear in regard with it. Uh, we can pray it or not. You know, someone was telling me last week, a brother was saying to me last week, we've got to get everyone together on the same page. Well, with so many brothers and Christian brothers and sisters vaccinated, how, how can we going to get, how are we going to get everyone in the same page together in prayer with the vaccinated? It cannot be. It has to be the non-vaccinated, my brother and sister, because it's sin unto death. It's complicated. And then you keep praying for your for your vaccinated family. I am praying. The Lord showed me that through my prayer they will be turned back. But it's a process. And it's a seven year process. It's a seven year process. Now, to bring more more light into this matter, if we go to the Daniel twelve, which we're gonna go there now, okay, what was told to Daniel 
In Daniel 12, my brother and sister, it, it helps us understand, okay, my brother and sister, Daniel 12, 2, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall be awakened. What is this? The rising of the dead after the three days of darkness. Notice the time there, the timeline, the time, like in Matthew 27. This is a similar timeline that was given to us in Matthew 27, Daniel 12, 2. Some to everlasting life, and some to chain and everlasting content. Marvel insisted, and they that are wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many into righteousness as the star of heaven. Why is the Lord turning people into the, giving people glorified body until the three days of darkness? What is the purpose of Brother Tony? Yeah, it's, uh... To turn many to righteousness. Yeah, um, because well, he's going to, you know, he always, and I've learned this from the Lord, is that, you know, um, we're here to be a light, you know, and uh, he's going to bless us, and through us, he's going to bless others, because he's going to send us in the revival, so he's going to send us to minister to, to those that that he wants us to send, that he that need to be ministered to, that he wants us to be to to minister to, and uh, that's why uh, um, you know we're going to be um, preaching to them, ministering to them. It's going to be up to them to accept the Lord or not, you know. But we're going to be sent out, you know, to to minister to those that that are still alive, because like you say, not many are going to make it, but those that the Lord's going to bring through, we're going to be sent to them. You know, because they, they, you know, they barely made it. The Lord, you know, got them through. And um, so he, we're going to be saying, you know, to minister to those. And, uh, and he knows we need this new body to do in order to move, you know, to move, you know, like, like the angels move. We're going to need this new body. And, uh, and like it says right there in that verse, you know, those that turn many to righteousness, as the stars forever and ever, which is, you know, like angels, pretty much. That's it. Yeah. That's a glorified body right there. Yeah. That's exactly. See, they, they that are wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. That's in your glorified body. Yeah. Okay? And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Same. Yeah. Same, same, same. Daniel 12. Bible existed. Verse 4. But all that, and shut up the word and seal the book. Even to the time of the end. So many shall run to and fro in knowledge to increase. Knowledge increases is AI. Specific is AI. I heard experts saying, people saying, that with AI now, they can do so many things that they could not, human beings could not do. And AI is knowledge in, in reality, but it's evil also. And the run to and fro, the run to and fro is backsliding. Do you know that? The run to and fro is backsliding. Because in the law, you don't run to and fro. You stay firm. The Bible says to stay firm. So the run to and fro is backsliding. Many will be backsliding in the last days. Running to and fro. My brother insisted. In knowledge, AI will increase. Now, if you read it from right to left, like I said, I said it should be in Hebrew... I want to have a Bible from right to left. 
in English or even in Spanish also. Yeah. Knowledge increase in AI will make people run to to and fro. It will make people run to and fro because AI is making people vassalize, is making people lukewarm, is making people trusting knowledge and technology than trusting in the Lord. Yeah. So it's making people run to and fro AI. Making people look warm, trusting in technology and development. Things that we should we should not be trusting in this world. We should be trusting in the Lord. My brother and sister. Look at all these jobs that AI is taking over. They're counting hundreds of thousands of jobs. Okay? I would they said the other day forty or forty thousand jobs. Or four thousand jobs just the other day. Like in a week AI is taking over. And it's this thing is going on and on and on. In a few years, it's just, or in a couple of years, it's just, it's just, what left will be for humans? But it's making humans dependable on AI. Companies are all turning into AI. Banks, credit union, everything. They're running their accounts and everything. Why? My brother and sister. Because there's trust, trusting in knowledge. Knowledge is increasing. AI is increasing. And I, Daniel, look and behold, it's still... Two other on the side of the bank, <coughs> excuse me, of the river, and the other on the side of the bank of the river, which this is prophetically also. Okay? Notice how they're opposite to each other on the side of the bank of the river. My brother and sister, this can be fallen into attack from one, from one side to another, especially with these um, satellites. Now, Brother Michael sent me a really good information, okay, that I, don't, I didn't think I'd share on the Lord's Tower. He, 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 he tested to me, okay, how many particle accelerators they have come up with worldwide, okay? And let me tell you, 300 particle accelerators will, will, will begin to change everything and get animal confused. 300 will begin to get the animal confused. 3,000 now, 3,000, will get the animal hit in the post. Uh, fish will want to come out of the water. People will start getting migraine headaches and all that. And everything will begin to become contaminated with 3,000 particle accelerators. But here's the, here's the fact of the matter. Multiply now how many we have today, although 3,000 times 10, we don't have 3,000. You know how many we have worldwide already? 30,000 particle accelerators. Think about it like microwave from the air, the satellite, pointing to the earth, cooking the earth. Where do you think all these states are burning? Why they're burning? Why are Canada, California, and these states burning? Because a 30,000 microwave pointing to the earth Heating up the earth, my brother insisted. This confirmed exactly. I looked it up. When Michael said to me, I looked it up. I, I, I said, Brother Michael, this cannot be 30,000. Brother Michael sent me the link. I said, go look at it, brother. I, and I went and looked at it, and I, 30,000 particle accelerator that they can turn on 24 hours on. They are cooking the earth. But beyond that, Animal and humans, migraine headaches are so much. This is how they're contaminating our meat. 
our air, our water, our seafood. Everything with these things are being contaminated. Because what happened to your body when you eat microwave food every day? What happened? You need to look it up. Okay? It's harmful to your body. It's not recommended. Well, everything on the earth is being microwave right now with these particle accelerators. Our body is being microwave every day. My brothers, they are hurting us. This is why the Lord revealed to me, if I move my hand from you, you may not even last five minutes. Okay? You may not last five minutes if I move my hand from you. Your body, and he allowed me to, to show me, my body began to shut down immediately. Because it's not like 20 years ago or 10 years ago when we only had maybe 3,000. We don't have 3,000 now. We got 30,000 and more being sent to space every day, every week. They're cooking us alive. They are cooking all the animals and everything. They contaminated everything. We need the Lord to destroy them. We need God to, to begin to destroy these things because they're making everyone sick, including children. People are dropping dead. These things are killing humanity. They're killing animals. Animals, there are places where animals are dropping dead from the air. Unexplainable. I saw a place in California that was showing Next to the beach, animal dropping dead. We need the Lord to stop all this nonsense, to bring all the stone and destroy them so our planet can breathe finally. Our tree, our animal, every, nothing can breathe. The air is not pure. They're constantly being radiated from the air. These light beams from these things are hitting our planet every day, every second. They're hurting us. And this is being done on purpose. The king of the fly, Satan, is telling him to do so. He's so evil. He's so destroyer. The destroyer. My brother and sister, it's so sad. So the Lord allowed me to see that if he moves his hand from our lives right now, now is not time to get in disobedience. Please, as much as possible as you can, please beg to the Lord. Cry out to Jesus. Do not get in disobedience. Do not move in disobedience. Ask the Lord before you move. Wherever you go, please do not get in disobedience. Because if the Lord remove his hand from you, you, you will die in five minutes. This is horrible that we hear. This is horrible, my brother and sister. Our body is fighting this every second. Our defense system is working constantly. Haven't, haven't you noticed how you sleep now? Your body while you're sleeping is fighting all this chemical in the air. Your body is fighting it. You know how the elite sleep? I didn't know this. I learned it online. They have a 24-air purifier. Our Congress don't sleep up on, on the earth. They sleep in bunkers. With air purifier. They only come out to the earth to have meetings. Okay? They have those meetings, they immediately go back down hundreds of feet below the earth in a with air purified bunker, with purified water and everything. Because they know. They know how bad it is. It's not livable for human. It's not livable for animal. Animals are dropping dead. They're animals that were that were not 
and extinction. Now they are. They're dying off. The body cannot take it anymore. Our bodies, our, our earth are becoming empty of animals dying, birds, and fish, and so much more. They're disappearing. They are disappearing. Why? Because they keep all these things on, running all the time. And it's hurting our planet. It's hurting the body, the flesh, the DNA, everything. And the purpose is for people to run to doctor and get the COVID-19 vaccine so they can remove them from the body. It's horrible what they're doing. But this is the fact of all this stuff that is going on. We need to stay in obedience and prayer. Do not get out of where the Lord wants you to be. Don't get into disobedience. Because if I only have five minutes, maybe someone in good health will have half an hour. But it's still not long enough. Because you may say, Brother Alvin, because you're probably you're 51, you probably have five minutes. I'm only in my 20, or I'm a teenager. I can last probably an hour. Do you want to just live an hour? Is that your plan for your life to live an hour? No. You don't want to die in disobedience. You don't want to die in sin is what I'm saying tonight. Please get with the Lord and stay in obedience. It's all being done to depopulate the earth. Depopulation is their agenda. They keep saying the elite that there's not enough resource for almost 8 billion people on the earth. So they want to depopulate, empty the city, empty the countries, and only leave 250,000 people on the earth. That is insane. It's their plan. It's their agenda. But God is with us, and God is for us. But in order for us to have that protection, we cannot be in disobedience. The Lord reminded me, Jesus said to me, my son, don't get in disobedience. Will you get in disobedience when he texted me? Do you know what would happen to you if we get in disobedience? I didn't know. What do we know? What do we know? And he gave me a taste of it. It moved him from my life. At that very second, I... I felt when the Lord moved his hand, and my body began to, 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 to die off. And I knew right away that I only have five minutes to live. But the Lord allowed my body to begin to shut down. I could not breathe anymore. All that was like going to my lung and shutting down my body. I was in my car. I was in Tennessee. My brother and sister. And the Lord said, and I said, Lord, I was going to cry out with everything I had. But he put his hand back to me after a few seconds or maybe over a minute. And he let me know, do not get in disobedience. Or you will only have five minutes to live. This is where we are. How quickly you think after someone gets vaccinated, they take the soul out of the body down to hell. The Lord allowed me to experience through the Pope. I was standing there when the Pope was taken up by sin. And I saw when they ordered two demons. It was almost instantly after he took the by sin. Because once it's injected into your brain, it only takes seconds before it's in your brain. It traveled through your brain so quickly that the vaccine will be all over your body quickly. And, and that virus that they put to sleep through, through with cold, 
with the cold weather. And it makes sense that they put them to sleep with the cold. How is God having the demon under Antarctica sleep under severe cold weather? That's where they can stay there asleep. That where they cannot move, they're paralyzed. So using the same effect with the vaccine and the fridge, very temperature. They were talking about 30 and 40 degree below zero, which that's where Antarctica is below. Up to 60 degree or more, and even 80 degree. That's how they had to come up with new fridge, new freezer for the vaccine, because it's how they can put the thing to sleep where human being cannot feel it right away or detect it or see it, and they are they are handled by a strictly chosen elected professional. Not anyone can do it. Some doctor wanted to deal with it and said, no, 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 we deal with it. Why? Because they know what's sleeping in those vaccines. And it needs to be injected in the person's body in order for that little monster then to go into effect, changing the person's DNA. This is why the person turns into a beast right away, because the DNA is you. In order for him to take place of your body, your DNA needs to be completely changed. Oh, my Lord, my God, the Lord said, yes. My brother and sister, we are in such a dangerous time like people cannot imagine. They cannot imagine, my brother and sister, the time we're in. Hallelujah. Daniel 12, 6, and one said, one, one said to the man clothed in linen, who was upon the water of the river, how long should it be to the end of these wonders? I mean, Daniel's seeing this thing, and he's shocked with what he's seeing. If people can see in the spirit what's going on with this by thing, as the Lord showed me yesterday morning, you will be shocked. Once you see those little monsters in those by thing, you will be shocked. And they know specifically how to, how to pull it through, through the range. In each syringe, they got to make sure that it has a little monster, let it be in the DNA of, a, of a, a tiger, lion, whatever it is, snake, whatever it is. So when they inject it in the person's body, that little monster will go to work right away. My brother and sister, I heard the man in clothes and linen who was upon the water of the river. When he held up, when he held up his right hand and his left hand up, on, up to heaven, Swore by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, a time, comma, time, and a half. This is where we get the seven years, because it's divided in two. And we shall accomplish the scattering of the power of the holy people. All these shall be finished, my brother and sister. All these events shall be come to pass, finished, completed, fulfilled. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said, oh, my Lord, what should be the end of these things? When Daniel saw it, my brother insisted, when Daniel saw what will be unclosing in the last days, you know what Daniel wanted to know afterwards? When is going to be the end of these things? Because if you see it, you just want this stuff to end because it's wicked, it's evil, falling in your blood. Was a little with these all these animal DNA and turning into monster back in, in the times of Noah, they did the same. 
the corrupted all flesh. Birds are being corrupted. Deers, dogs, cats, all kinds of animals besides humans are being corrupted. In the times of Noah, they corrupted all flesh. Today, they are finding COVID and whale and sharks. Babylon sisters, and in so many animals. How can wild animals in the middle of the sea somewhere, they can go ahead and put their blood out and find COVID-19 in them? Because they find way to get to them, to put it in them. Now they have, they have come up with a stamp. I was listening to a minister earlier who was talking about this. They have come up with a, with a stamps type. It's the same thing as the vaccine. But these stamps will have that little month of sleep in it. And they will stamp your body with, okay, and leave it. And that's when it will go alive and become part of your body, like you being vaccinated. I was stunned what the, what he was sharing because it's really for the younger people. They want to get the younger people who want to tool and different things. They want to get them. They want to make sure they get them, and they get them bad. Not good. There's nothing good about it. Okay? And he said, go thy way, O Daniel, for the word I closed up and you. to the time of the end. I imagine Daniel, when he would tell, go away, okay, I'll, I'll go. In other words, Daniel, don't worry about this. This is not for you. This is all for the time of the end. Well, we're in the time of the end, my brother and sister. And as the Lord showed me in that plane uh, fly, we're going to have a bumpy ride. We're going to have a difficult ride, my brother and sister, very soon. Because they, they, they soon are going to persecute the last of the last and send them to the FEMA camps. They want to make sure that some of the people who are still deviating, is that the word deviating? Yeah. Where someone has not made up their mind yet, there's still so many Christians deviating. They have not decided for Christ 100% yet, and that's a big mistake. God will allow a lot of tests. No more backsliding, no more lukewarm. My brother and sister, we need to make up our mind for Christ, our heart for him, and say, Lord, how do you know your heart is made up for the Lord? What do you do when you get up in the morning? Is it cry first or something else? Okay? What do you do before you go to sleep? Is it cry first or sleep at first? You need to make up your mind for him 100%. Because when they come for you very soon, they're going to even smack you to get an answer from you. They're going to punch you to get an answer for you. When that milit- militant is before you, when that soldier is standing in front of you and begin to ask you a question, you're deviating, he's going to smack you. Are you taking up by saying yes or not? I need an answer right away. Or this is what's going to happen to you. You can deviate. You can be lukewarm. God is saying he's going to remove the lukewarm very soon. No more gain. You have to make up your mind for Jesus. You have to say, Lord, I am willing to die for you, Lord. I'm not going to try to save my life, Lord, but I'm going to give my life to you, Lord, for your kingdom. Whatever you want me to do, Lord, not my will. Thy will be done. 
This is how he wants it. Not our will, he says to me. His will. We cannot deviate. We have to right now choose for the Lord. Make up our mind now, our heart now, our lives now. This is life and death. Life and death. And some people will find out very soon how true this is when they are vaccinated and they are removed from their body. I saw brothers in hell, a brother that I spoke with in hell, wondering how he's going to get out of there. My brother and sister, when? When he was on earth, he wanted to know that they are the rapture. It was never given to us. Now in hell, he wants to know when he's getting out. Seven years more he needs to be there. Seven years great tribulation. The tribulation has not even begun yet. So he's probably been there a couple of years already. He still needs to wait another seven. My brother and sister, he still needs to wait until the judgment come on the earth, the earthquake, and the three days of darkness. Yes, they're close. And we're waiting for them. They're very close. The Lord's saying, he says to me the other day as he was showing me, that we don't realize how close it is. We don't realize. And we're, like we sure already, Paul, when he talked to the church about the time and the season, he says to them that I don't need to write to you about the time and season. He told them that they sure already know. And this is a debate now in the church. Is it close? Is it very close? Is it soon? When is it? And it is very close. And that we should not deviate about this. Why? Because the Lord has given us dreams and vision. The Lord has told us how close it is. So we should be now ready for whatever has come. That if in a week from now there is a judgment, if a week after that, the three days of darkness, we're ready. Even if the judgment comes tomorrow and the three days of darkness follow it. Because when he showed me the eastern tsunami, then he showed me the three days of darkness right away, like the next day. People were lamenting for all the family they lost during the eastern tsunami, crying, and, oh, in the street, everyone crying with one another. And the rest sky right away to the north. The three days of darkness about to begin while people were crying for the family they lost. God is not playing around. God will not be marked. These judgments will be one after another. Some will be so quickly that people will be like, try to breathe in between all this. But the quickly these things happen, the quickly we will be changed and will be transformed. And then we will have no more pain, no worry, no more concern in a glorified body. He's talking about a, a rapture, but he also promised a revival. In the resurrection of the dead. All these things are about to happen. And he's calling us to be in part. But the three days of darkness, he showed me, is like a three-level function filter. If you make it to the first day, you may make it to the second. If you make it to the second, you may be changed in some form. And if not, you won't get to see it. But he wants us. Jesus if we seek him out of holiness and righteousness, separation for him, let me tell you what happened to me this week in my own experience. I got to tell you this. 
I was pl planning with my brother Tony, because I know I need SSI, to go to the park and play basketball with him. I like to play basketball once in a while. And I said, Brother Tony, you know, I want to go ahead and play basketball. Last time we were playing basketball, there were some guys there, and they were speaking foul language. The Lord, it was not pleasing to the Lord. We left, but it was not pleasing to the Lord. I was planning with Brother Tony to return. And we were planning to, to, for me to exercise, you know, keep ourselves, although we will not even play with those guys again. I didn't know probably we would. But then the Lord says to me in prayer, no, my son, you will not go and play basketball, he says to me. You will not go to the park. Remember, I have separated you unto myself, he says. Okay? I don't want you to get contaminated. I want you... Seeking me in holiness and righteousness, separated from me, he says. He spoke to me very clear. You are not to go to the park no more. And okay, Lord. And I said, thank you, Lord, for speaking to me later. But I was shocked. I was shocked. A public park that I just want to go running and exercise, keep myself in hell, play basketball. He says, no, no. This is the word he used. This is the word that Jesus used. Those demons will make you sin. Why? Because they're vaccinated. The Lord doesn't call them human as we see them. He calls them demon. I was so shocked when he spoke to me clearly that he says to me, he calls them demon. Those demons, my son will make you sin, he says to me. And it was such an awakening, and I thank you, Lord, because he's preserving us. David said he preserved his, his feet from evil. Okay? He doesn't call the vaccinated human. He calls them demon. That's the language Jesus used. And I'm there, wow, wow, heard him clearly, my brother and sister, and I said, thank you, Lord. But I know what he's saying to me, and it's true. He's only telling me the truth, and nothing but the truth will help me, God. And I need to be obedient. And I'm like, how am I going to tell my brother Tony after I say, yes, I don't want to. seems like a lie I give him my word. But then I say, you know what? It's my brother. He's going to understand. I don't think he's going to be mad at me. You know, because I was thinking, if I, if I say no after I say yes, you know, he's going to say, you know, you're a man of God. You cannot be lying. Why are you lying to me, brother? No, I understood, yeah. <laughs> but then Brother Tony understood. I, I, You know, I tested him, brother. And, and it's hard after you give your word to turn back from it. You know, my brother and sister. Because the Bible does say that we should not lie to one another. Doesn't that say that? Yeah, I believe so. Not to lie to one another. So I don't want to be giving up a word and then turning back. Unless the Lord speaks to me, then I know that the Lord will be merciful to me. I have to repent, yes. Okay? My brother and sister, it's hard, it's difficult. But it's better to listen to the Lord, my brother and sister, and be guided by Him. And, and don't... Like the Lord said, those demons will make you sin. They will contaminate us. 
God don't want us from us. God don't want us to be contaminated. God wants us, like he said, I want you to be holy, pure, ready for his coming. My brother and sister, it's important because we're too close. We are too close. Like he, like he showed me, and showed me that we are so close, closer than what we think. And that's why I said, what are we thinking? Because he showed me closer than what we think. What we've been thinking all these days. But it's closer. My brother and sister, and I don't want to be caught by surprise. I don't want to be surprised by the judgment. I don't want to be surprised by the three days of darkness. I want to be ready. Because once it comes, it will be like, I will, we will listen to a, a woman say that she stayed behind in the Great Tribulation, right, in the movie. Yeah. And she was saying that she was so sorry, but when the Lord came, she said that he put his light on her, she immediately saw all her sin. But she also knew that it was, it was too late for her. She was saying it was too late for her when Jesus came. That she knew she had to stay behind now. Because the light of Jesus let her know right away, like the five foolish virgins, that they could not go with him. Because they still had sin in their lives. My brother and sister, not having oil. See, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, what else do you have? A demon. Because the Bible says that when the demon that had left goes out to get another seven, right? Yeah. And come back and finds the, the body unoccupied. Empty. I mean, the Holy Spirit is not there. Because the Holy Spirit will keep the demon out. Yeah. So when the demon returns with seven more and find the body unoccupied, empty, they make the thing worse, the life worse, a person's life worse. That's the lack of the Holy Spirit, the lack of the power, the anointing in someone's life. The Lord don't want us to be that way. He always wants us to have the Holy Spirit because he says to me, when I return and my Holy Spirit is in you, you'll go home with me. That's how you know. So if we want to know how we're going to go home, ask the Lord to fill you every day with the Holy Spirit, to anoint you, to fill you. The disciple in the book of Acts had him filling up the Holy Spirit. The Bible said they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot, you and I can pray for the same. The Lord will give it to us. We're living in dangerous, dangerous time. So dangerous that people don't realize. Can you imagine? Just think about it. 30,000. I mean, let me see if I can get that link, Brother Tony. Go ahead, Brother Tony. Share so I can find that. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, we need the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, we need Him, and uh, we cannot grieve Him, you know. And we know He gets grieved by our actions, you know. He's there, but it's, it's really up to us, you know, to to cry out to God and do whatever it takes to, you know, to, you know, um, be pleasing to God because we, you know, like... You know, like the word says, you know, grieve not the Holy Spirit, you know. And so, and our actions can grieve Him if, if we do something that, if we keep, you know, repeating something that's not pleasing to Him. Amen. Yeah, and, and, uh, Thank you, Lord. the Lord taught us that. 
just as he did, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon him and 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 at River Jordan, he, you know, that was an example for us to understand that that's how it needs to be for us also. You know, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives and and uh, for you know to walk this Christian life, we need the Holy Spirit and and. Uh, a life pleasing to the Father, like the Father said, you know, in the cloud, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You know, he said that to also help us understand that that's, that's how he wants us also, a life pleasing to the Father, you know, which is holy, holiness, you know, and uh, separated from him, like you were, like you were saying, you know. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, we, yeah. we need that. We need, we need uh we need to be like the Lord. Yeah. When he yeah. talks about holiness, mm-hmm. uh, the Apostle Paul uses the Lord as an example. Be thou, the Lord says, be thou holy because I am holy. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. being like the Lord. Yeah. Okay? Uh, let me, they have a video about it, but I'm going to just post this link. Maybe some people can click on it and, and have the information. Okay. See if, if some of you can open the link, 30,000 particle accelerator in the world. Wow. It, it, it's just such... Uh, uh, there, there, I believe there are several sites that will give you that information. Here's another one. Just keep, keep people the information so they don't think we're making this stuff up, like some people say. They're making it up. There's two links there. There are some reason they they came in there together. Thirty thousand particle accelerator. How in the world? It's too much for the earth. It's just too much. They are they are abusing on earth. They are beating on it. Uh and it and it's just too much. Okay. Too too much for the scientists and, and, and Tesla and all these people that are Behind all this, okay, my brother and sister, let me see, no, it's, here I will explain how it works, but um, somehow I have the latest information, which is it's, it's so good to have for people, okay, let's see if, if people have been able to open the link, 30,000 particle accelerator, they are microwaving our planet. 24 hours, and and they're microwaving us in the planet. We're, we're in it. We're, we're like walking on the earth. And these things are so powerful, they can go through your house easily without a problem. Without a problem. Into your homes anywhere, and the seat anywhere. Marvel insisted. And they're damaging everything, our body, food, air, water, Everything we know is being contaminated with these lights, different lights that they're sending out through it. A lot of it communication light, but a lot of the lights are very dangerous. Again, I bought a, 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 a device that can detect um, how much um, radiation, it's a radiation that is called that comes out of your cell phone. Um, I'm sorry to think I have, I have it around somewhere, the device. I know it's here somewhere, which a uh, 100 mi- milliamp, I think it is called, 
is safe under 100 milliamp is safe. Some of the iPhone 5G are close to a thousand milliamp. As I can detect it with that, it, and it's pretty, pretty accurate. I had other people have bought it the same, and it can take the check the radiation, and I do it with our with the cell phone we have 4G. Uh, the, the safer iPhone we have is iPhone 11. It could be the 11 Basic, 11 or the 11, the 11 Pro Max. Those, those are safe. They're under 175. They're safe to have as cell phones. iPhone 12 is not safe. iPhone 13 is not safe. iPhone 14 is not safe. Now they're coming out with iPhone 15. Neither is safe. Okay, I have the device to test them. I can test them, and I can even show people. I haven't made a video for it yet, but it shows you how unsafe uh, the plasma, all that radiation that comes out of the iPhone is not for you. It's not safe for you. It actually is eating your brain, and it's making you less smarter and more forgetful, okay? It's hurting your body. It is really hurting your body. And I had a tester to show it for. I looked online. I checked online. It tells you what is safe. Anything under 100 is safe. These iPhones are close to 1,000. They're super dangerous. Any, any iPhone 12, 13, and on, 11, uh, 8, I know it's safe, 7, those are, those will be safe because those will be under the 4G. Now, companies now, because Joseph was one of them that told us, and we've been, we've been asking around, uh, they're, they're getting out of the 4G. And they're saying that very soon Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile will not service 4G anymore. Right now they are. They are. I think it's Verizon now that is not allowing people to use the 4G. They're starting to be... Very difficult about the 4G, but AT&T and T-Mobile, they're still allowing people to use the 4G. Now, the end of this year is when they said, by the end of this year, that they will advise people to get out of the 4G. They're going to start not supporting the 4G anymore, which is a safe phone for us to have. You know, Brother Ben was telling me that the Lord spoke to him, I think it was last week, a few days ago, he was telling me, but the Lord spoke to him. I think he said it was last uh, last week that we, like the Lord wants us to get out of devices or start being with other devices, the phone. He was telling me. I heard the Lord say, yes, oh, my Lord. So going back to house phone, it, it's going to be the way. No other way for us. Because by next year, if it was still here in this body, I would say, the, 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 the will be that if all these companies cancel 4G, we're going to have to go back to house phone, which is it's a little bit hard for communication. You can still communicate with people, okay? I have Boost right now, Boost Mobile. And, and they're also starting to eliminate the 4G. They have three phones, I believe, it's 4G. Everything else is 5G. I'm not sure if next year they're going to carry 4G. Usually, Boost sends their, their 
they're, they're not too close with where all these other companies, because they had a lawsuit in court and all that. Uh, they may delay the 4G to next year, maybe to the middle or the end of uh, next year. But that will be it, maybe. Okay, so we need to start getting in our mind, as the Lord is saying, to go back to house phone. Okay, it's just the way things are going to be. We we don't have control of this. God is in control. And if God don't want us to have a cell phone anymore, then let it be. My brother and sister, let his will be done. Soon as they, they, they knock down all the 4G, they, 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 they say you cannot have them anymore, then that's going to be it. We know that TrackFoam will be the last company, I thought, that people can remain in 4G. But TrackFoam has been bought. I believe by Verizon or AT&T, either one. They bought track phone, which is one of the lowest who have their own tower. So we already seeing the change going on in the communication world, where the Antichrist is, is taking over all these ways. 5G is the way for them to activate the virus and all that. And if they go, they go back to 4G, then they can activate the virus. Only 5G works. Only 5G is powerful enough to activate the virus. So they want everyone in 5G so they can get everyone under the same virus and manipulate all that. And so we need to be wise, wise of virgin of the Lord Jesus, bride of Christ. We need to be wise, pray for wisdom every day. And ask the Lord, you, you want to be a, a wise virgin for the Lord, wise bride. And the last day, you don't want to contaminate yourself with anything of this world, anything of the Antichrist. Because, again, what, what was the verse we read in the beginning when we started? 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And I'm going back to this verse because I want to show you something. The very God of peace, it has to take, it's going to take God, will sanctify you fully or fully. Another word for holy, fully. But sanctify you holy, fully. I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. How, how can your soul be preserved blameless when it's removed from your body through the COVID-19 by sin? Go ahead and explain that to me. How can your, your soul... Deep of soul that are being removed from their body to the by sin, be preserved holy in hell for the rapture. Because the rapture is not for the people in hell, it's from the people on the earth. Okay? And if the soul is removed, how can it be preserved holy or fully? Just the word itself with a little wisdom from God tells us the condition of humanity right now. The dangerous people are in that are, that are being vaccinated. They cannot be preserved for the rapture. Because in order for them to be preserved for the rapture, they need to have their spirit, soul, and body preserved, blameless. Look, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. You want to speak on this, Brother Tony? Yeah. Yeah, that's clear, the rapture. That's clear, um... With that speaking of the the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, 
yeah, it's Paul there, so, you know, he's telling, you know, like it says, uh, to, you know, I pray that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, you know, and uh, our spirit, body, and soul. And it's true, you know. Um, so what, what's that word, whole, uh, holy, right? Yeah. Holy, right? Holy, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's telling us that we need our, you know, it's true, you know, that the consequences of the vaccine, you know, it's true, it removes the, the soul, you know, and... Uh, so it's not possible for someone who's being vaccinated, whose soul is being moved out of the body, that it's supposed to be preserved for the rapture yeah. to be raptured. Not possible. No. It's just not possible. Now, we know that God can make anything possible. But God told us that they need, they need to be preserved. Yeah. And if he said that it needed to be preserved, and they're not being preserved, 99% of those state souls are not being preserved. Yeah. They're being removed through the vaccine. How in the world or on this planet or on earth can they be raptured? Yeah, that shows you that very few are going to be raptured. Um, very few, you know, and uh, just very few. That uh, that alone tells you, you know, that just how many people are being deceived. You know, not seeking God and lukewarm, just by getting the vaccine. That shows you that they were just not seeking God wholeheartedly. You know, Jesus was standing in front of me a few days ago yeah. when He was explaining to me. Will they be able to make it to the three days of darkness? Okay? Yeah. And it was um, a, a teacher, him, to meet a student, one-on-one, -on -one, explaining to me how tight the three days of darkness will be in regard to who can make it through. And he's standing there talking with me. I, w I was quiet completely. It's not the, some people say, brother, when you be follow Lord, can you please ask him questions? No, I will not. Because he's teaching me. I need to learn. I need to listen to him. He's my rabbi. He's my Lord. He's my teacher. Everything he had to say to me for his people, I need to pay attention to what he's saying. So I can come here and explain it to you. Okay. He's standing beautifully in front of me with his garment down his neck to his side all the way down like a rope. Beautiful Lord, beautiful Jesus, bright as a star of heaven. And I can see his face. I can see all his features. And he's standing in front of me. And I'm so focused on what he's telling me. There's so much on the beauty he has because he's beautiful. I mean, he's, he dropped that beautiful. Yeah. He dropped that beautiful, but you don't die. I say drop that because Daniel, when he saw him, he dropped that to the floor. He dropped that beautiful. Yeah. You know, and that happens to me too. I have dropped that practically. He dropped that beautiful, handsome. And, but I'm. He allowed me to be standing as he's talking to me and explaining to me how difficult it will be for people to make it to the three days of darkness. He says, 
any foul language, anyone speaking foul language, he said to me, they will not make it. Without any holiness, they will not make it. With any sin, he says, they will not make it through. He says to me, you need to be in repenting. Tell them to repent, and this is the word he used now, sincerely. He said he wants sincere repenting with the word out of his mouth. As he had me listen to him, hear what he has to say. It was more important than anything else at this moment. Because he told me something the other day, which I think is very important. The last, When the last of the last that is coming in fully comes in, and I could see almost... Right now, the door will be shut. So where we are right now, we are at the last of the last. The door is about to be shut. Judgment is about to come. Three days of darkness is about to begin. And he says, with any sin, he said he wants us to do sincere repentance. My brother and sister, and be willing to sacrifice it all for him. He was a couple of brothers as an example in Christ. And he says that one of them was willing to sacrifice it all for him. He said, That's what I want. So that's what I want. People that be willing to sacrifice all. Esther was willing to sacrifice all. Moses was willing to sacrifice all. Elisha was willing to sacrifice all. Isaiah was willing to sacrifice all. Jeremiah, Nehemiah was willing to sacrifice all. Gideon, after he encountered the Lord, was willing to sacrifice his own life. That's the obedience he wants from us. The disciple, until they finally understood, when he breathed his spirit into them, they were willing to sacrifice all after the resurrection. They understood it. The 120 who were waiting for the promise of God, as he promised them the pouring of the Holy Spirit, he is promising it to us in the last days. And that pouring he's going to do. But in order for those to make it, it needs to go to three days of darkness, which is very difficult to make it through. Because without holiness, without righteousness, no one will see the Lord. He's going to call us by name. Change us and transform us. My brother and sister, big changes coming. Now, I don't say that everyone will perish because the Lord has a plan to save people as he did with COVID. How, look how many people he took to the valley. He took me to the valley, remember, a couple of weeks ago, and showed me all these people that got saved through COVID. My, I didn't know that. He knows everything. That's what we need to ask him. And when I see those brothers, I hug them. It was very awesome to be spend time with them in heaven and the valleys. They're in heaven and the valleys. They're saved by grace. The Lord saved them. My brother and sister, I rejoice with them. They hug me. They thank me. They say, no, thank the Lord. Because the Lord used me to speak to them on the earth. And they repented. 
It doesn't matter who it was in the last minute. They repented. And in that very bad time with COVID, they confessed the Lord. The Lord saved them. The Lord is faithful to save, the Bible says. He is faithful to save. And now they're saved. They're up there with the Lord. And they're very thankful to God. They're very thankful. They're in the presence of God. And nothing can hurt them anymore. They don't hunger and thirst anymore. They don't worry about paying rent or any bill now. They have everything they need with God. You know, remember what God gave the priests. Uh, everybody else they divided the land to. But to the priests, the inheritance is the Lord. The Lord is our inheritance, church. As priests of Christ that we are, queen and, king and queen for the Lord. Our inheritance is the Lord's, and that's the best inheritance you can have. Not land, not mansion, not this and that. The best inheritance you and I can have is Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what was given to the priest. The inheritance was God. But then God only said, oh, you see what, you see what wisdom comes into play? My brother and sister, okay, God only said, oh. God is the owner of silver and gold. So if God is your inheritance, you have it all. You'll lack nothing. Some people choose to have a home or a land. But if you choose to have your Lord of your inheritance, you have it all. You don't need to worry about land or that. How many houses have the Lord already given me? As far as I know, around seven in the different places. He has taken me there to see them. Every time he's given me a mansion, he has taken me to see it. And I rejoice, and I thank him for that. His gift, I, I love it. The gift of God, a mansion. When he gave me my mansion in Israel, in the New Jerusalem, when I went to see it, wow, wow, wow. Right next to where I, I love to have my mansion. He knew. He's given me my mansion. And I will, I will one night he allowed me to sleep there, to rest there, because it's rest. Here I sleep over there, it's rest. And I rested it, and it was so awesome. I was so renewed, refreshed when I came back. Thank you, Lord. You know, this preaching can take a lot of toll on me. So sometimes he'll either take me to heaven or the millennium and allow me to rest there. And he'll renew me. And then I come back with, with such a fresh mind and, and joy to be able to smile. Because sometimes this earth, the trouble takes my smile away. And when he takes me there and I rejoice, I come back with a smile and I look at people and smile. Sister said to me, why are you always smiling when I look at you? I'm, all, I'm only smiling when the Lord brings me back from enjoying something in heaven. Because this earth can take your smile. The trouble of this life can take your smile, my brother and sister. But the Lord can put a smile on you with his promise. Because his promise are true, amen. And we need to trust in him, trusting his promise is what he wants us to do, my brother and sister. When he spoke to me early, I immediately knew, because when he spoke to me, I felt the anointing so strong of the Lord. And I said, I, I know exactly what he's, he's, this message tonight to him was so important. And it's not that he wanted Brother Miguel to get sick tonight. He was supposed to be here with us, but God wanted this word out. He knew he was in control. Before Brother Miguel, I saw his email 
The Lord had already spoken to me in prayer. This message was important to him. My brother and sister, Brother Miguel will be with us next week. God willing. Let's keep him in prayer. He, he said he had, I believe, a cold, and he lost his voice, and now it's coming back to him. Lord, heal our brother. Restore his throat, Lord, completely. Bring his health back in Jesus' name by the stripe, by the wound of Jesus. He is healed, Lord. Give him completely restoration, healing. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Some, some, uh, you're going to have to go back to the archive. It should be ready at the end of the archive before we we, we go ahead and, and, and by the end of the program, 10 minutes after, I believe it is, you can go back and listen to the to the to what we share tonight. It's so important, my brother and sister. Amen. And it, it's going to uh, uh, awaken in people what the Lord has been saying for years of all this wickedness and evil that that the evil one has been planning, coming for the last days, my brother and sister. And God is revealing this thing to us because we we Paul says we know we know. Let me go to Thessalonian, uh, uh, is it 5? No, Thessalonian 5, thank the Lord. We know, we know, we don't need to be told, according to Paul, we know. But at the time of the season, brother, you have no need that I write unto you. Can you imagine Paul writing to the, to the, to the brothers and sisters and say that I have no, you have no need that I write unto you. And if, if you don't know. If you don't need to know by the word, then how do you know? And and this is what I've been telling people for years, that God giving you his word, but he's also giving you his spirit. Yeah. And he can reveal it to you to dreams and vision. A lot of people disregard dreams and vision and only read the word. But you don't understand that God through dreams and vision confirms the word. And he gives you a revelation of what the word meant to say. Not what you meant to understand from your own point of view. What God meant for you to know from his revelation. Because like when the Lord says, men think that they can know my word without my help. He says, I am the one that revealed my word. He said, it is impossible for you to know his word without his help. And that's exactly what people have been doing. Trying to understand the Bible in their own carnal mind. That's impossible. You have to have the Lord help you, my brother and sister. For you yourself know perfectly that the, the Lord, the day of the Lord come as a thief in the nine. How do you know a mystery perfectly if I ask you tonight? How do you know perfectly the day of the rapture? What perfection is he talking about? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know, well, no, no one knows the day, the, the day of the rapture, but, you know, he did tell him, you know, all throughout different letters he wrote that, you know, to... So he's talking about signs and wonder. It's what he's yeah. talking about. Signs and wonder. Yeah. And, and they say if you follow the sign, you get there. Yeah. If you follow the sign, you'll get there, right? Yeah. When you're looking for an address, how do you get there? Yeah, it's, uh, you follow the sign. Follow the sign yeah. If you follow the sign about the rapture, 
you you'll get there. Yeah. You'll know. Because how do you get to any place without following the sign? You gotta follow the sign. Yeah. The Bible gives you the sign through Matthew twenty four and more. Mm-hmm. Luke seventeen. There's so many signs in the Old and New Testament that will get you there. Yeah. And this is how I know so you know perfectly when you know the word, you perfectly know. You perfectly know. How, why perfect? Because the mind of Christ is perfect. And she has the mind of Christ. This yeah. mind is perfect. There's no defect in the mind of Christ. Totally perfection in him. So he wants to get us there his way. His way. And people, people do right when they think about like Passover, mm-hmm. days of feast. Hebrew feast, all those things help you to get there. Those, those, are, those are part of the sign. Remember, you won't get, you won't get lost if you follow the sign. Yeah, true. Follow the sign. If you're going somewhere, follow the sign. The GPS will lead you through sign. You follow your GPS to get anywhere. Follow the, the Bible GPS. Yeah. You know. It'll lead you there, my brother and sister. We have a better GPS, the Holy Spirit. You know, you think about GPS. You put a GPS in your car and it will get you there. Well, the Holy Spirit, the GPS in our lives. This is how the Lord, the Lord gave me this experience a few months back. I had a dream, and it was like a real life dream. It was just so, so real. Someone came and stole one of my child, my daughter, in the dream. And... My wife was like, what's our daughter? And she, she's like, oh, no, my daughter. We were like, oh, man, so they stole our daughter, right? I went out of the house, and the Lord let me know, be at peace. I will lead you to where they took your daughter. So I went. I told my wife, I'm going to go get my daughter. I got my truck key, the truck that the Lord has given me. And I went and got in my truck, and I was talking to the Lord in the truck to lead me, and he says, go ahead, drive. And as I was driving, he would tell me when to turn left or right. And he led me, perfect, better than any GPS, where they have my daughter. They had just arrived with her at the house, where they have a bunch of other kids there they have stolen, okay? And I went up and, and went up to the person that was holding on to her and said, give me my daughter, and took it away from the person's arm person was shocked like how did you find this place there was no address this place for you to get to this place this place the person said it's unknown just like the other person says to me how do you got to this place it is unknown there's no address no gps will get you here i wasn't following on gps i had the lord leading me there straight telling me to go there straight and he took me there straight without getting lost a bit the lord is perfect the way that the Lord is perfect. That's the GPS we need to follow, learn to follow. The Lord, he'll tell us, my brother and sister, he'll tell us how to get there. He'll direct us how to get there. And if we trust in the Lord and not lean on our own understanding, our own understanding is whatever you learn in grammar school, high school and college. That's your own understanding of life. And you think it's that way. But if you 
go into the word and say, like Paul. Remember Paul? He had all this knowledge that he said he took it as garbage to withheld the knowledge of Jesus. Yeah. If we learn to do that and we take everything we know as garbage, because everything we know is garbage of this earth, demonic and fallen, and just the gospel of Jesus, the word of the Lord, the Lord in our life, the hope of glory, you will understand and know things not possible to human. Because he revealed himself to you through his word also in the revelation. There's so much Jesus wants to give us. So much, so much, so much. But we limit what we can receive because of our full of nonsense and nonsense and foolishness. We're full of the knowledge of the service that is fallen, the moment. And we think we're right. In the knowledge of the earth, but no, we're left. We're only right in the knowledge of God. Right means standing with Christ in the knowledge of God. If not, we're standing in the knowledge of the devil, in the way of hell, the why way, the way that leads to destruction is the knowledge of this earth. The knowledge of Jesus is the knowledge that leads to life, that leads us away from wickedness and evil. That's the knowledge of Jesus, the narrow way. My brother and sister, the, the way that the ancients, the prophet, walked with God is the way we need to follow. And not the falling knowledge of this earth of wickedness and evil. Where the, the way that seems right to men, but it leads to destruction, Proverbs says. Yeah. My brother and sister, we need to follow the Lord. We need to follow him. Let him guide us. Let him lead us. My brother and sister, he'll lead us right. He'll never lead you left. He will always lead you right. And you'll be right with him. You'll be right standing with him. Right standing in Christ. Away from sin and evil. That's what he wants from each and one of us. To God be all the praise. To God be all the honor. He deserves the honor and the praise. We're so little and so limited, but he's merciful to us. He just wants us to humble ourselves and know that he is God. He wants us to humble ourselves and be still and know that he's God in our lives. Not be shaken out by evil, but be strong by his goodness and mercy that endure forever. He's good to us. When he says to me not to go to the park, I remember when he told Larry, I don't want you to go to the supermarket today. Brother Larry used to love these jelly donuts that they made fresh in the supermarket. They had a bakery, and he made these delicious, I tasted them, I tell you they were delicious, jelly donuts, fresh. And when they made fresh, they don't have much sugar. They're fresh. Some of these other supermarkets, they, they make them with a lot of sugar and stuff. These, these were fresh. And Brother Larry used to love them. And they were tired. He invited me, asked to go and get them or, or eat them together. Oh, man, oh, man. I, I got memory of them. And one day he's getting all ready to go. And God said, no, my son. And God told him, before 
You go to the supermarket, you need to ask me if you can go. A grown old man, 67 years of age, being told by God that you cannot go to the supermarket before you ask him. You know, we're not used to asking someone for permission, right? We, we want to go get the key, get in our car and go. And God said, you need to ask me before you go. If you want to walk with me, my son, if you want me to keep you safe and walk with me, you need to ask me, Father says. And so Larry, Brother Larry, would ask God, Father, can I go to the supermarket today? God said, no, my son, you may go tomorrow. I'll have my angel go clean out the supermarket for you and remove all the demons, and then you can go and go get your jelly donuts. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And Brother Larry was like, wow, Brother Elvis, I cannot leave my house without Father telling me when I can leave. It was something new for him, but it was a blessing because one day he went with our father telling him to go, and he got attacked severely by demon in the supermarket. They were waiting for him, and the demon told him, we were waiting for you, and there's nothing you can do, and they began to attack him. He's like, wow, he came back crying back to God, and God told him, God told him, you should have never gone there without my leading. Because I will send my angel before you, before you go. And they will clean out the supermarket at all the demons. And you will go in peace in my presence and you'll get the things you need. And Brother Larry learned and shared that with me. And Brother Elvie, Father demands obedience. And obedience he must get. And that's what the Lord explained to me in the millennium when he took me one time. We're walking in the cloud, thousands of feet in the air. You can see the millennium below. And Jesus, like nothing, walking with me and talking with me, said, listen, my son, my father demands obedience. And obedience he must get, he says to me. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, <laughs> father is awesome and loving and, and you don't want to have nothing less than Father. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. But Father God, it's just he's so awesome. And the Lord is so awesome. The Holy Spirit is awesome. Let me tell you. But God wants to keep us safe. And the Lord, as he says to me, I want you to stay in your house, seeking me in holy and righteousness. In your house. Not going to contaminate yourself. As I told you before. Okay, Lord. So I had to check and pray before I go anywhere. Before we went out, yesterday I was praying, making sure the Lord will keep us and protect us, you know. But if we go in disobedience, something may happen to us that we're not going to like. And that's what we don't want. Sometimes we think about the moment enjoying going somewhere, but we forget that God is in control. And God, excuse me, can remove anything. My brother and sister, sometimes there are places with a lot of traffic jam. And when I ask God if I can go, the Lord goes with me. He cleans out the, the, the jam and I go in there straight without stopping or anything. How did he do it? Well, he's God. He can do it. And I've seen it. You know, they're constructing all the 26 highway. And every day is backed up. 
by the time he, I have prayed to go somewhere, and he goes before me and cleans it out, and I go there nonstop. And I get there, and I come back home safe with my children to an appointment or something. He's in control. And when he does that, I'm amazed. I'm like, this is supposed to be backed up all the way for miles. But the Lord has all power. Like he says to me, I have all power in heaven and earth. You know? So it's about us trusting him yeah. and knowing that he's in control and seeking him to, to keep us, protect us, and deliver us. Not us making our own decision every day, but asking him, lead me, Lord. If you don't want me to do this, if you don't want me to go somewhere, please let me know. He'll let you know if you ask him. Because he said, look, I want to be safe. I don't want to go here and there and find myself in trouble like it happens to a lot of people. The Lord can keep you from anything. Remember the year we were going to go to Texas. We've been invited for Texas for years. And we were getting ready to go to Texas. And I was praying, asking the Lord. And the Lord was letting me know, mm, uh, it's not the right time. And I'm like, okay. And we really wanted to go, but then on the news came out, there was a shooting to the place we were going. And some people were killed. And, and he, he he was protecting us from getting into the, all that trouble. You know, because he knows. He knows everything that's going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the day after. So it's better if we pray and ask the Lord, can I go this year? Can I go this month? And I had told this brother from Texas that we were going. I felt so bad. But it was not in the Lord's timing. In our timing, it was okay, but not in the Lord's timing. Because he knew what was coming. My brother and sister, yes, church getting shot. Right now, there are people in Texas being arrested or around the United States because of this problem with Donald Trump. They're being arrested and thrown in jail. They're being investigated by the FBI, and they're being thrown in jail. That now Christians are being considered around the country as terrorists participating in what happened in the Capitol. And they're being investigated. They're being booked and, and be treating as terrorists. And it's terrible. It's, it's, just, it's happening a lot over the country. People that now, if you agree with Trump, if you agree with Trump now, you they, they think you're a terrorist now. They treat you as a terrorist. And they're listening to our cell phone. They're listening to the message and all that. Okay? Yes. So, look, 400 days of being a minister in Christ uh, put in jail. Tony, so... so. So, I mean, it, it's happening so much. I don't want to say names, but in reality, I tell you, because they're tracking everything. So I have to, we have to be careful, okay, with what's happening. I said I was not going to talk about trauma on the Lord's hour. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll pray. We'll, we'll stay in prayer until the Lord gives us the victory. But there's a persecution that already started. People are being thrown in jail. This persecution already begun a few months ago and it's being increased, and it's going to be increased more. Anyone who supports him will go to jail. My brother and sister, there's a lot of experts behind all this that have convinced the government that this should be so, that you throw the people in jail. Okay? So, um, leaving, leaving that as doubt, let's stay in prayer. Let's stay in obedience. Let's continue to seek the Lord. 
and focus on the Lord. We're here for the Lord. We're, ser- we're servants of the Lord. Whatever happens in the world, it doesn't concern us because right now uh, there's so many millions, practically more than 90. What is it? I believe how many vaccinated in the United States now? The number is it, really, really high. My brothers and sister, and it and it's surprising because it it keeps happening. My brothers and sisters, it keeps happening. I have not looked at the clock. Uh, uh, the world population we see at least that those are COVID nineteen by thing seventy point five seventy point five percent thirteen point five billion dose. Okay. 48.165 now, I'm being ministered every day. 48,000, 165 by sin, I'm being ministered now every every day. But they're getting close to 100%. As the Lord says that the number of those that are coming in, it's only a few, are practically in. And then the door will be closed, my brother and sister. Because the vaccinated are not going home in the rapture, that's the fact. According to the word of the Lord, my brother and sister. And so, wow, wow, wow. Almost entire India is vaccinated. Okay? And the rest of the country, look at that. India, India, Uruguay. It's just so much is happening. Okay? Uh, and this is until this year, 2020, August 25. It's a couple of days ago this this, this was done. 26th of today, the number of, of the country being vaccinated is very, very high. Uh, United States is up in the, what is it, 50% enough? No, that has to be higher than some state or higher than that. Let me see. Wow, wow, wow. Cuba alone is 96% vaccinated. That's a lot. My brother insisted. Worldwide, 70.5. There was just 55 or 40 the other day. Now it's up to 70% of the people in the world are vaccinated already. That was insane, insane, insane. Hell enlarges itself. Hell enlarges itself, my brother and sister. This is incredible. Incredible, incredible. In the United States, it's 200 million people vaccinated. Let me see. Um, it's just showing the graph. See? Yeah. 200 here, so there's got to be almost 300, according to the graph, vaccinated. Over 200 million, yeah. Over 200 million people vaccinated here. Wow, 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 wow. It, it, it just, um, they are enticing people to do so. Okay, it looks like Nigeria, Africa has the least, Pakistan follow, you know, but the rest of European countries, they're almost all vaccinated. This this is sad. This, this is, you know, hell keep enlarging itself. More people keep coming down and down and down. And a lot of people don't see this serious, don't take it serious until they open their eyes down there and they're like, wow, wow, how we've been deceived, my brother and sister. You got to take serious what God, what God has to say, and then if if you're having a trouble, you take it and pray. So I'm gonna fast and pray 
for God to give me more about this because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, be ye now deceived. Okay? Why are people, and I will, I will throw this question out there, why are people so easily being deceived about the vaccine? Because the authorities say so? Well, you know, they, usually they don't have your best interest in heart. You know that, so I don't get it. I don't get why my brother and sister, everything that's being said from, from, from television, people believe and trust until they open their eyes in hell, and then they, they're crying, they want to get out. They can get out. And this is the, the, the other part. If the Lord takes you to hell and you see the vaccinated, they are friends and family and neighbors, and they're telling you they want, they want to get out. What are you going to say to them? What are you going to say to them? Because I'm looking at them, and I know I've been preaching to them before they got there. You know, and I know the Lord's taking me there to show me the consequences of my sin. What am I going to say to them? Brother Tony, give me an idea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a difficult matter. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. Um, it's it's difficult, you know, the decision they made, and especially those that were told, you know, specifically, you know, they were told, you know, to not take it, and um, just the only thing I can think is, you know, is cry out to the Lord. You know, um, I know they're, you know, in trouble, you know, for what they did. For those that took the vaccine, they're definitely in trouble with God, you know, and, um, but repent, you know, because uh, repentance is 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 you know the message. It's really a message. The the message now. It's it's been the message, you know. And but sincere repentance, you know, before the Lord, and you know, and the Lord can. To be honest with you, hell is all disgusting for you even throw yourself on your knees. Yeah. The whole place is it's like a young cure. It's ugly. It stinks. It's 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 horrible. Yeah. Look 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 think about when the when the uh, Nazi took the Jewish people to those female uh to those um like FEMA camps and they beat on them and they killed some of them and the blood and the body stinking there next to everybody else. And it was horrible, things like that all the time. They had no food daily. They only ate maybe once a week. They were weak. They were skinny. You can see the bones. Well, that's like hell, you know. I didn't see them skinny like that, all of them, because in hell, it's like your body, I don't say it don't need to eat. But it's not going to decay because um, the body in hell is made for hell. Your soul gives a body for hell. And it's in hell like it was on the earth. And if you were, if you were a little chunky on the earth, the same thing you were in hell in that body. You know, yeah, you don't, they don't have food for you to eat. They don't have water. They don't have it's heat all the time. Heat is really up there. Very uncomfortable heat to live. It's unbearable heat practically. 
And they have to live darkness. It, it's just so dark. It's how the demon lovers that can walk around harassing people. It's very difficult. It's just worse was was the Nazi had to feed the Jewish people and letting them die or even killing them and beating on them all the time. The Nazi beat on the Jewish people practically daily. That's how hell is. Okay? There are places in the, in the Bible compare, I believe it's in Ezekiel or Jeremiah that the Jewish people read all the time, of what the Nazi will do to the, to the Jewish people if they will be in disobedience. And then when you read Deuteronomy 28, verse 16 and on, it tells you what was the consequence of disobedience. That's exactly everything you have is stolen by the enemy. That's what the enemy does to them. They don't get to have anything. They won't have no phone, no community, nothing, nothing, nothing. They'll be practically broke without anything, and they don't get anything anyway. It's horrible. It's so heartbreaking that when the Lord brings you there, any, anybody who the Lord brings there, will, he will have to minister to you. And I'm, I'm telling you, you can ask the Lord to bring you there. He will. The Lord is faithful. But I'm telling you, five minutes in hell, and you don't want to ever go back there. Ever, 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 ever. You will not ever want to go back there because you will see death everywhere in suffering and horror. And these people that are going down with the vaccine, they're not so much in, in suffering like the, with people that are there forever because their body's still up here being used by a demon. But like I said before, imagine if you are a mother or a father and you got vaccinated and you get taken down. Now your children thinks that that body they see is their parent and it's a demon. So they're going to be in hell concerned for the children that's being raised by a demon who have not been vaccinated. Think about it. Will you leave your children in the hand of a stranger, a wicked stranger, an evil stranger? No. That's what these parents have done. They have left their baby, beloved baby, in the hand of a horrible demon from hell that has not been out in thousands of years, but just one of their body. Wicked, evil things. Marvelous insisted. The choices humanity has made is costing them a lot, a lot, a lot. And now they know that our government has been with the devil in closed door, listening to Satan. And if they're listening to Satan, what advice do you think the devil will give them? What will the devil tell our governors, our government, our president in, secret, in their secret chamber? When he appears to them and talk with them one-on-one, -on -one, and they trust him. The Bible says in Isaiah, they trust in death. By trusting in the devil, they're trusting in death. My brother and sister. Death is where they're putting the trust. And that's why death is what they're getting when they take the vaccine. Because the devil told them how to make the vaccine. He told them exactly what to use. What makes them trust him? Because he's given them a lot of money. Billions. I heard that someone saying the other day, why are they trusting because he's given them a lot of billions? And when they receive those billions, they immediately put their trust in him. Because one thing is the devil cannot make someone an offer 
and not give it to them. When he tell them, I give you a billion dollars if you do this, and the person does it, he gives it to them, and that makes them think that they can trust him. But they don't realize what John 10.10 10 say. The thief come to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said. Talking about the devil. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Because it's your life that you, that you give into the hand of the thief when you take the by sin. That's what the people are doing. They're putting the life into the hand of the devil when they take the by sin. And then death, how their soul be removed, taken down to hell. I remember being at that entrance that Jesus wanted me to see the people. Every soul, every human being coming down through the by sin had a demon in the right and left hand coming down the huge tunnel to hell. Huge entrance. And the demon will not let them go. That is, that is the price to deliver that package in hell, that person who doesn't want to come down. But I just find out they've been deceived. What did Jesus say in Matthew 24? The first thing, before he talks about sign, before he talks about pro- prophecy, he tells them specifically, be ye not deceived. Because he knows that if for a second they trust the devil, all that they will need is one second of your life, of anyone's life, to deceive them and have them take it by sin. That will can remove them from their own body. He corrected 100%, almost, almost 100% of Noah's generation. How many did God say that got corrected? Which, that's why everything else is questionable. The only one just in the boat, ark, was Noah. Because God said he only found righteous Noah. In this generation, Father says, he only found Noah righteous. And then when you read, for all flesh had corrected itself. After Noah... The earth was corrected 100%. That means his wife and children were included in there. And the regard is that there were giants on the earth later. After God destroyed all the giants' body, how do we find giants later on after the flood? Before and after. How do we find giants later on? Like Goliath. Because one of the sons of Noah must they have still DNA of giant there. Or even his wife, whoever it is. And then there was giant born later on. We know that right away, Genesis, I believe it's 10. We're talking about Genesis 10 or Genesis where, where the, the, the Tower of Abel comes up. There was a giant there mentioned right away. The one that was a mighty man. Remember him? He was a giant. A giant. Right away. But it seems like he was obedient. For some reason. I don't know there. That leads to people with a lot of questions. I forget his name. Because he was a giant. He was a mighty man. But he was the one 
also helping the people to to build the Tower of Abel. You know, so the contamination came so much that when God saw the people were one mind. Because of course after the ark, after God destroyed the earth, whoever came afterward will have to be united. And that's why you gotta be careful with unity. You have to be careful with unity. Because in the Tower of Abel, there had never been such a unity like in the Tower of Abel. They were one mind. Nimra, thank you. Nimra. I think my mind is getting tired already. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. Nimra. They were one mind, the Bible says. And when the Bible says they were one mind, they were one mind. To me, they were more united than the church in the book of Acts. Am I wrong or am I right? We're united, yeah. Tell me. Be careful with certain unity. Because certain unity can lead you to hell. Got to be careful with certain unity. Yes, God wants us united. Yes, I believe so. In the book of Acts, the church was united and we were able to conquer much. We'll be united here in the Lord's Tower community for sure. But I want to say this to you. In the Tower of Abel, they were very united. My brother insisted. And that unity led them to try to get to heaven on their own merit, on their own way. You know what I'm saying? It's like a religion came out of that unity. God doesn't want us to be a, a religion. He wants relationship from us. Yeah. Unity, uh, religion is dangerous among us. We know how many thousands of religions we have today on the earth. Yeah, and people are more confused now than ever. Religion is dangerous. So every time we do something for God, we need to ask God like the disciple. 120 came together by the order of Jesus Christ, our rabbi. We've got to ask the Lord for help us to be united and unite us. And help us come together in the Lord. But it has to be Jesus. We're his guiding, his leadership in our lives. My brother insisted. And then everything becomes perfect after that. Because he'll put his spirit upon us. He'll have us do his work, mighty work for God. Much will happen. My brother insisted. Look at this pastor the Lord showed me this yesterday morning. He had good intentions to pray for the vaccinated that the effect of the vaccine will be removed. But what did the Lord show me? That when they don't go home in the rapture, because he told them, well, now that, you, that the effect of the vaccine been removed, keep repenting because you're going to go home in the rapture. And then came the day the church went and they stayed, and they, they became very angry at him. But the question is, why did he stay? Why did he end up staying after he was scheduled to be going home? Because everything that you and I lead down here, the Lord has to lead us. It has to be led by the Lord, by the Spirit of God, not by the desire of our own heart. You can have good intention, but good intention is not going to get you to heaven. Only Jesus will get you to heaven. You need to understand that. My brother and sister, you know, in regard to us calling ourselves good, Jesus said that none of us are good, but only a Father that is in heaven. That is for us not to trust in our own goodness. 
Because we say good brother, good sister. And if we trust in that goodness, we'll be in trouble ourselves. It has to be in the goodness of God that we trust. Even Jesus, when he was called good, what did he say? Only my father is good, man. There you go. We got to trust in the goodness of God. His leadership, his leading, his guidance. In order for us to get right to the place God wants us to get, if it's based on our goodness, that leads a lot of people to hell. Because we're no good in regard to God. None of us are good, the Bible says. We all have fallen short out of the glory of God. So how do we know that what we're doing is right? It has to be approved by the Lord. He guides us. He tells us. And then when he is the one leading us and guiding us to doing anything, then we know it's being done right. That is not our desire only. You know what I said one day about the community? I said, you know what? I'm going to leave the community alone. If the Lord wants me to do the community, as he told me years ago, then we'll work on it. And the Lord came back to me and said, it is the will of my Father to be undone, and it will be done. And I said, yes, amen, Lord. It has to be that way. He has to tell me. He has to lead us. Not because I want it. It's because he wants it. As he said, and it will be done because God wants it. Not because we want it. He'll get us together. He'll bring us together. He'll provide. He says to me last week, tell your brothers and sisters for you guys to come in agreement and pray for whatever financial need they may have. And I will provide it. That means financial need for me to people to move, for people to purchase what they need. And that's what you want. It's what you need, and then he'll give you what you need. Remember how it is with God. You ask God for what you need, he'll provide it. And if you want something, you got to ask him. And then he'll say, okay. Everyone here listening tonight have what they need. So what are you asking for? Mostly what you want. But God already provided to us what we need. Are we living under a bridge with no home? The answer is no. Are we not eating every day? The answer no, we eat every day. So everything we need, God already provided to this day. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We need, we need to make different and no different from what God wants than from what we want. And then when you learn the difference, then when you ask for what you need, the Lord provides it. What is it that you need that you're asking God? Do you really need it? Do you really need a second home? Do you really need a second car? Do you, do you really need a, a second vacation to Hawaii this year? Hallelujah. So you you got to learn to tell the difference on what you need and what you want. Because you already may have what God already provides to you temporarily. And the next thing he's going to provide to you, see, God can provide what you want. But focus first on what you need. He'll provide it to you. 
There's been people, brother, Ollie, let's pray. I want to move to North Carolina. Let's pray God will provide me the fund. And we pray, and the fund comes. Someone said, we pray for a week, and $30,000 the Lord provided. In a week. When, when do you see things like that happen? A prayer. It was, it was what needed at the moment. He provided the need, what the need in the moment. Not the, what the person wanted, what the person needed. And it's that what you need, the Lord will provide it quickly. Then, then you learn what you need and what God will provide. Hallelujah. Whatever you need, you ask, and you're going to see a comment from God. Pray for what you need. Learn to pray for what you need. Fast and pray for what you need. And watch it come in. Let me tell you, if you needed something yesterday, yesterday was already provided. If you needed something today, God already would have provided. God take care of our needs. My brother and sister, the Lord spoke to me about this. This is how, this is how I know. Hallelujah. Whatever we need is being provided now by the Lord. Now comes whatever we want. But pray for what you need and watch it come quickly. And then when you pray for what you want, watch God have you wait for it. And then you learn the difference on what you need and what you want. Because if you're hungry and you pray for food that you need, you're gonna, someone will knock on your door and you'll receive it. But if you want food to throw throw out, out your window, you you won't that won't happen. My brother and sister, you can ask a lot of homeless people that when they ask for something for food or clothing, they get it. But when they had asked for something else, they find out that they need to wait for it. How is it that what they need come quickly but what they want doesn't come right away? And that's what people have not learned in the Lord. But the Lord will teach you. You can say, Lord, please provide me this that I want, Lord. The Lord is merciful. He can have mercy. Have mercy on me, Lord. Are you providing all my needs to this moment? Can you please provide me this this other thing that I want, Lord? Amen. I had asked for the Lord things that I wanted. I said, Lord, can I have that? He say he may say, Yes, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. And he gives it to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. My brother and sister, God is good. And his love endures forever. I hope tonight you've been blessed by the Lord's hour, by the program. God has been good so good. We'll continue to pray for you and your family, your petition. Uh we'll be back live Tuesday night, God willing. If the trumpet has not sound, I know judgment is first before the trumpet, three days of darkness, resurrection of the dead, revival, and then we're out of this earth. You know? I hear people talking about the trumpet very soon. Uh, some judgment will happen before the trumpet sounds. I know that for a fact because I heard that from Jesus, not from men. So I know the sequence I know because the Lord has told me himself. So, my brother and sister, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his, his face shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you his shalom. My brother Tony here. 
I thank them for joining us tonight. My brother and sister, and each and one of you for being here with us in the program. May the Lord bless you and continue to increase you and provide all you need for you and your family. Continue to pray and continue to ask God is faithful. It's such a faithful God. Shalom, shalom. I've seen him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To put your head somebody
Let's do it again. My life. 